Welcome back once again to Dr. C's House Calls, the second installment now. We actually made it past a first one, so that says a lot for our Hooray. willpower, I, I think. But Dr. C's House Calls is House Falls. We've already messed up. We've gotten 15 seconds in, and I already blew our credibility to shreds. So that's not unlike a normal show. Well, with me on the show, anytime you ruin your credibility, <laughs> but as soon as I open my mouth, all that's gone. Well, Dr. C's House Calls, in case you don't know yet, it's kind of a behind-the-scenes, more relaxed version of the old-fashioned Good Time Wake Up Show. Each week, we pick a topic, then we kind of go more in-depth. It's more of a conversational piece with some of your, uh, your favorite cast members of the show. This week, I'm joined by pharmacist Phil Tivitt. Hello, everybody. And Marathon himself. Howdy. He's here. I am. In the flesh. He almost got abducted on the way here, so that was terrifying. But of his own but of his own volition, he had no idea what was going on. He almost got himself abducted. It all happened so fast. We are talking about the Grammys. The Grammys were yesterday when we taped this, and it was kind of interesting. You know what? Spoiler alert. The Grammys sucked. They, they were atrocious. And that's what we're going to rail on th- this podcast. It's going to be fantastic. And it will probably be offensive vaguely to several artists. I'm I'm pointing at, uh, of course, Ham Smith, who hogged all the Grammys this year. Basically, that he- porker. <laughs> <laughs> but he- seriously, he won. He won a lot of Grammys. What two, three, four, four, four? Dang. He I'm won great. what? Best pop. Best new best artist. New. Mm-hmm. Song and album of the year. Yeah, you're gonna have to put that mic in front of your face. I could, I don't know how to talk. Everybody, <laughs> speaking is hard. Talking is hard. Yeah, um, it was just it was an odd year. It was kind of an off year. We talked about this on the show. Just an off year for nominations. The nominations were real bizarre, and thus I guess it kind of makes sense. The winners were bizarre. Um, but uh, Sam Smith, the big winner. Uh, we can all take solace in the fact that Taylor Swift lost. She didn't get any Grammys this year. She's just going to have to shake it off. <laughs> There's going to be a blank space on her cabinet. Oh, that my was, gosh. She was saving for 2015. It's going to be a blank space. I love to see it. Yeah. Phil hates Taylor Swift because she dissed his boy, John Mayer. Yeah. Not wrong. unlike... Pretty much most women that John Mayer has ever dated. That is true, but when you record a song as awful as Dear John, it makes me angry inside, and I hulk out. Dude, I loved that movie. I'm just kidding. That's a terrible movie. That was a terrible movie. I read first the, date I, I ever went on yeah. was to see that movie. Really? Worst decision I've ever made I in my life. the worst life. date you ever went on was the one where you uh, told that girl to get out of your car if she didn't. Oh, that Zeppelin was that, yeah. That was that was another bad date. Okay, we could just do. Let's do a podcast all about, about Phil Tivitt's bad relationship bad experiences. Relationship. <laughs> Why aren't we doing a one? Valentine's Day show of Phil Tivitt's just? We can worst, do that next week. Worst romantic memories. Okay, we'll do it eventually. It'll be that, hilarious. That one will be actually really funny. It will. It will be great. We'll we'll get a full cast for that one. And everybody's just laughing at me. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes down to it. What do you think the biggest surprise of the Grammys was this year? For me, it was really, I don't know, I want to say Beck winning Best Album was a, was a big surprise with uh, Morning Phase. But one of my, my, one of my other ones is St. Vincent winning Best Alternative Album. 
uh, we talked about it on the show, as I've said several times. We did a pretty extensive Grammy coverage before. And a major, major field this year. You've got Alt-J new album you've got lazaretto cage the elephant cage the elephant's fantastic album uh oh, who am i oh arcade fire and that and then uh, yeah and then saint vincent saint vincent came out on top that's improbable in my eyes out of all that list i only listened to two and mm. i only need to listen to those two i don't know about saint vincent's album it could be a good one I need it, to was very, to. it was very, it was very critically acclaimed, uh, which I mean, that's obviously good going into the Grammys because they don't really care what the people think. It's just it's up against some some heavy hitters. Arcade Fire have always been Grammy fodder, but it it just surprised me. I'm not saying that it wasn't a very it's not a very talented uh, album, talented artist. I'm just saying it was an interesting choice considering who it was up against i would agree with that especially with i don't know lazaretto was to me such a amazing album from beginning mm-hmm. to end and then uh cage the elephants even though i haven't listened to it that exclusively it was still like a really good album a lot of good tracks on it i don't i, I would have to listen to saint vincent's album to really pass judgment mm-hmm I haven't listened to it in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the two songs I've heard from it, Birth in Reverse and Digital Witness. Yeah, um, we play Digital Witness a lot on Revolution. We do. And uh, I haven't listened to her older stuff. She, It was kind of odd how she did it because this is actually her uh, fifth LP. And so I've, I've re- I like the songs I've, that I've heard from that album. Um, I was really rooting um, for Cage the Elephant to win just because I'm really in love with Melophobia. Yeah, and it's really like taking a hold on on me in a way that like their other LPs haven't. It's more of a. It wasn't as I guess aggressive would be the word. Mm-hmm. It was more experimental for them, but it worked. Yeah, definitely. And they still kept that cage sound. I know a lot of it though is you know local pride. You know they're from Bowling Green. That's true. Yeah, uh, born yeah. and raised here. Had a, have a huge influence on the on the local music scene. I mean, pretty much every local band you'll talk to right now will list them as an influence uh, just because of how pervasive they are through Bowling Green. And I, I think that was a, that was a big loss. I, I saw that a lot on Twitter, you know. Everyone was congratulating them on the nomination. It was just one of those things that no one really talked about it after it was over. Yeah. Uh, you never, you never heard like a congratulations Saint Vincent or anything like that. It just, yeah. And I think silence says more in this case than any words would, because it's just kind of like a, oh. I feel like that sums it up. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. More gripes and complaints. Paramore is not a rock band anymore. Oh, definitely not. Paramore went pop a long time ago. But, I think but, I think they arguably left. But they won best rock song, Doctor C. How, that, how is that possible? How can if you not a rock band? How can you argue with the Grammy logic? I actually had someone over here earlier today because we were looking at the results, and she was looking at them and said, "How the hell did Paramore win best rock song when that was literally straight pop?" Yeah, and I was and I was just like, you know, I guess it's I don't know. I, that's why I have a problem with a lot of modern music is the misclassification. Well, the Grammys, they can't get that specific. And yeah, that's true. 
Uh, I mean, there are a lot of weird Grammy categories you'll never see on television. Uh, like, all the alternative stuff was released before the actual event started. I mean, that wasn't a part of the, the show at night. Like I said, when, when Paramore, they were pop punk, which I don't know what you would classify that as in their, in their, I don't know if I can say in their heyday, but I'm talking about their of Riot, Brand New Eyes, uh, before the Great Schism. What were what the other ones in that category? There were a lot. I think um, Ryan Adams uh, was in, in Best Rock Song. Ryan Adams was... Uh, With Give Me Something Good, yeah. I believe. Brian that- Adams? Yeah, Brian Adams, summer okay. summer of '69. It got renominated. <laughs> That's cool. Kind of like how Highway to the Danger Zone constantly keeps getting renominated for a song of the year, no matter what year it is. It's incredible. <laughs> Kenny Loggins is making bank. That's neat. I I loved his song about the gambler too. Wait, no, that was that was Kenny Rogers. Oh no. Oh no. Always getting Kenny Loggins and Kenny Rogers confused. But any any notable things that you guys want to talk about when it comes to awards? I'm just glad Iggy didn't win. Yes, I think we can all also be thankful that Iggy Iggy Azalea did not win. She's no longer fancy. She had a she had a bird's nest on her head. I don't know if you guys saw that. I did. She that showed. Was- she showed up with a full bird's nest on her head. Oh, that's pretty fly. <laughs> yeah, the fact and you know, the fact that Paramore beat "Give Me Something Good" and Lazaretto, mm-hmm. two incredible songs, and "Fever" from the Black Keys. Those, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get these people. <laughs> you hear that, Grammy people? Phil Tivitt doesn't get you. <laughs> Take that, the establishment. <laughs> I thought I was the establishment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, none of the pop categories were really that great this year anyway. But uh, here's an interesting question. If you could choose a winner from the categories we've been talking about, who would you choose? Like, What is your favorite? What, what would you choose for alternative album of the year out of the, the categories? Or if you just feel really strongly about another album, you can jump in there with that. But you have to feel really strongly about it. Like I want there to be yelling like I've got and spittle yeah. just everywhere. Yeah, I um, judge I judge conviction by the amount of spittle flying out of your mouth. Out of the ones that was nominated, um, I, I would definitely say I think that Cage the Elephant should have gotten it, uh, Melophobia. And I actually haven't always been a Cage fan. Like before, I thought they were kind of trying too hard in their their sound to it. It just didn't work with me. But I really like their new album. Um, I've really liked Alt J, but I, their new CD really didn't grow on me that much. Oh, I love it. You you love it? Oh yeah, got it on got it on vinyl. Okay, I've got their first uh, LP on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a solid album. This one is a bit more slow and yeah, kind of not as frenetic and manic yeah it's less calm still just as just there's as, some great tracks it just doesn't seem as cohesive yeah uh it's a good album that i put on to to study to or something like that because oh, it, definitely be yeah it's good in the background but it's a very it's very technically good but it was critically panned like it was a fan favorite critics didn't respond as well to it mm-hmm. but that might be my pick 
I love Cage the Elephant. Don't get me wrong, but I I thought that Alt J, if we're going on performance levels, I mean, because I have to, you kind of have to separate emotion out of it to a certain degree. And I I would love for Cage the Elephant to win just because, you know, the Bowling Green. And it's a fantastic album. It's a phenomenal album from start to finish. But I thought Alt J. I thought that was that was a winner for sure. But I was wrong. We need to find who's on the Grammy selection committee. I bet it's Jay Z and the Illuminati. I have a stern talking with them. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot the running gag that Phil is the leader of the Illuminati. If that's if that's the truth, we are all screwed, guys. Yeah, I would run. I don't know. Best alternative to me was Lazaretto. Just something, especially about the title song. I don't know. I have a hard time just getting like super amped to music because I listen to so much of it. Mm-hmm. But every time I listen to Lazaretto, like I want to go in a bar and just fight somebody. Like every time, and I listen to that song like three times in a row. So it's not really. This struck me as a bar fight song. I don't. It just gets me. Uh, it makes me just want to fight something, and that's something that doesn't happen very often in music, I guess. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's got some some stuff that I like more. I mean, I don't know about all the other people out there, but I kind of like my music with a little bit of Southern feel to it. And you even got that in Lazaretto. You got that in um, Three Women. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of any more tracks off the top of my head. But, you know, that's just one of those things that, for me, hits me close to home because he has that Nashville sound, even though I'm not from Nashville. But got that little twangy sound to it. Yeah, but he's been heavily influenced. I mean, he moved to Nashville yeah. from Detroit. Oh, definitely. Best rap album, got to mention, two years in a row, won by a white guy. What does that mean for rap? Is rap dead? Is it moving in the white direction? Ooh. <sighs> I think Eminem is more in the right direction than Macklemore. It's kind of mad that Weedon Boys didn't win a uh, best <laughs> rap song. Weedon Boys! Weedon Boys! That's my favorite saying the, ever. The single greatest sign-off the show has ever had. That I still... Kind of ruined. <laughs> Somehow improved the quality by saying that. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that I can improve the quality of the show. That's something that I strive for every Friday morning when I wake up at 5 o'clock. Yeah. Best Urban Contemporary Album. That was shocking to me. I saw that, and I was like, are you Pharrell? Uh, I was just surprised that was a category. <laughs> that was the real shocker. Wow. This is a real thing. He's, I guess he's really happy he won. I think Best Artist of the Year, and this one I am totally biased on, Bastille. Loved him. Saw him live in Nashville at the Municipal Auditorium. Just blew the place to shreds. You want to talk about a perfect 21st century rock band? Them. Like, performing live. You should you should check it out. There are probably videos online. I've heard of this thing called YouTube. The, Some, the YouTubes? Yes. The YouTubes. And uh, I'm sorry, I didn't know I was mispronouncing it all this time. I probably looked like the the biggest moron to everyone I've been talking to. It's okay. I'm sorry, there's a movie coming on TV and I'm trying to figure out what it is. Because the whole point of movies is to figure out what the actual what the movie is before the, uh, the title credit sequence rolls. Because once they tell you the title, it's all over. Uh, it's got Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel... Uh, oh, explosion is hopefully this, is this vantage point it's got to be a michael bay movie no frequency i don't know it 
We were I hope to- someone listening to this podcast is watching FXX wa- right now. Or, I just hope they know what it is. In this well-acted fantasy about changing history, Jim Caviezel plays a grieving cop who hears the voice of his dead father, Dennis Quaid. So it's like the Lion King. <laughs> While experimenting Modern with a ham's radio set. You know, this happens to me all the time on the air. I put the yeah. headphones on, and, and then I hear voices. Yeah, I hear my parents talking to me. Yeah, they're very <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> Why are you on Dr. C's show? You can do better. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I've peaked right now for myself. <laughs> I think I can't get much better than this. It doesn't get any better than recording a podcast in your own living room. Definitely. This is what I've dreamt of my entire life. The dream is real, kids. Believe in the dream. I think we were nominated for Best Podcast. Uh, yeah, we were. Well, uh, I think we got snubbed. We should have been nominated. Yeah, those yeah. darn guys at Serial. <laughs> yeah, you need to talk to your Illuminati peeps. Yeah. Phil, I'll see what I can do. Get on it. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Make the call. Um, One artist, and... Phil mentioned it earlier, but we were talking about classification and like how it's hard to like put some bands or some musicians in certain boxes or genres. But one it's ba- so hard to put CeeLo Green in a box. <laughs> yeah, it, that, that is a difficult. He's just got a big personality. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one band that I thought was really snubbed this year was uh, Margo and the Nuclear So and Sos. And their mm-hmm. uh, new LP, Slingshot to Heaven. I know you've came, really been enjoying that one. Which came out in um, April, last April. And it's just one of those uh, CDs I can listen like front to back, and I can keep on listening to it on repeat. It's great study music. It's I like and thoroughly enjoy every song from it. But uh, Margo in the past has been like a glam, grunge rock mm-hmm. uh, band, and now they've shifted to more simple, melodic, uh, acoustic melodies on their newer LP, uh, and I don't know how that would be classified. I guess alternative. Yeah, you see, I can't, I can't see how it's very beautiful music, but still very melancholy. So mm-hmm. I guess I, I don't know. I, wouldn't, I, don't I think just feel like alternative is kind of like the, the it's, junk drawer. It's like the catch-all. <laughs> yeah, it's the junk drawer that you just throw stuff in when well, you can't really classify. It. Just miscellaneous. There's exactly. a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot of genres that people just dump into alternative. Yeah, we should just name it Hodgepodge. Yeah, we should. We should call it the rest. <laughs> the other ones. Like yeah, like uh, how the Black Eyed Peas just changed their name to Fergie and the other ones. Feet will I am. <laughs> um, what were his parents thinking when they named him? <laughs> <laughs> That's my a lot, question. A lot better than the the one named Apple D App. Oh yeah. It, it could be worse. It could always be worse. And then I don't even remember the other guy's name. Can can anyone else think of the fourth Black Eyed P? I literally couldn't tell you any of them other than who I am. Yeah, he's it's the Asian one. I'll oh. look it up. <sighs> Shucky Durns. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that a monk reference? It was. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. When my mom listens to this podcast, she's going to appreciate that one. My mom loves Monk. Oh, yeah. That was one of those shows that I I was like, this show's fun. Like, I, I enjoy this show casually. I don't watch it religiously, but like if an episode's on... Oh, no. I've, I wouldn't worship Monk. No, no. Not... <laughs> 
I mean, that's just that just seems wrong. They're just saying something wrong. I mean, Tony Shalhoub's pretty cool, I guess, but by the way, it's taboo. His name is Taboo. Oh man, that was on yeah. the tip of my tongue. Is it really Taboo? That can't be his name. Are we pronouncing? I might, it wrong? I might pronounce it wrong. Oh man, it's on the Wikipedia page, so this is legitimate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Phil's been combing the internet for hours trying to his, find this. His name is really Taboo. I'm, I'm not making it up, man. I did not know that actually. Well, if Wikipedia says it, it's the truth. Oh, by the way, it's the true, true. America. He's not Asian. He's he's a uh, he's a Mexican American. Okay. So all these years, I've heard him described as an Asian. So this podcast is now breaking down barriers. I, and have, I love it. I love it. I have a very good friend who is Mexican American, and when I first met him, I thought he was Chinese. I think it's just something about. About the Mexican American people, everyone, God bless them. everyone thought that this guy was Asian, but he's not. So there's the real shocker of the podcast. We like to teach everyone one thing per episode. Taboo that's from the, the Black Eyed Peas is not an Asian. That's the takeaway lesson. Like if you don't listen to any other piece of this podcast, like if you just have you the rest I, on mute, just know that taboo. I'm just going to edit it down so yeah, that that's all they hear. Just it's going to be. Three seconds of podcast. It's going to be intro music. Welcome to Dr. C's House Calls. Taboo is not Asian in music. Uh, credits roll. Fade to black. It's going to be great. Can you have Weed and Boys playing in the background? Yes. Thank you. I think I think I'll put, softly put Weed and Boys somewhere yes. in the background of this podcast. I cannot believe that, man. It's times like these that can shake a man's faith. <laughs> well, thank goodness uh, Monk will always be there for us in our hour of need. But no, it was, seriously, Monk was one of those shows where I was like, ah, this show's pretty cool. Showed it to my mom, got completely obsessed. She showed it to my grandparents. They got obsessed. I think now mom owns the entire series. Oh. And uh, she's seen every episode multiple times. That's just the gift, the go-to gift for my mother. Uh, DVD box sets because she loves them. She Who doesn't lo- love DVD boxes. I got her the the whole Magnum PI series. Ooh. Tori and I got her the the whole Magnum PI series for for Christmas. There should be your next one, Mash. If she's a Mash fan, not really a Mash fan. What? Okay. <laughs> she likes she likes all those uh, those eighties like crime shows and okay. stuff. Does she like Columbo? Oh, loves Columbo. I love Columbo too. Columbo is a good show. If Columbo asks you, if Columbo says one more question, you might as well just accept that he knows you're the murderer. I like how he's like so nonchalant, and he like acts like he's about to walk away, and then he's like, "One more question." <laughs> yes, that's that's exactly that, what that, happens. That's that's when you know that you're up a creek without a paddle. Yeah, or up a paddle without a creek. That whew. arguably worse. Yeah. Somehow that is that is completely worse. So the Grammys happened this week. Whoa, the BGs won a lifetime achievement award. There's there's quite a few from what I saw. There's sadly there's only one that's staying alive right now. Out of all of them I saw, there's only one of them I cared about. He yes, must I be he must be having some some lonely days, <laughs> some lonely nights. Here's Eminem. I see you're reading an article about Eminem threatening Lana Del Rey. Yeah, he. Uh, well, that was actually in a song. Yeah, he said, "I'll punch Lana Del Rey right in the face twice, like Ray Rice." And and we gave the man a Grammy. That's another That's another takeaway from this show. I'm just going to edit it down to our pearls of wisdom. 
speaking words of wisdom might have been. Dun, dun, dun. Paul McCartney was there at the Grammys. He, he played was. with with oh, what's that guy's name? Oh, um, um, um uh, Weist. Uh, Jesus Christ, what's his name? Uh, I can't. Oh, yes. Uh, I know. When I find out, I'm gonna be so happy. I'm gonna be like, "Yay!" Is it Kenya? Yeah, it's Kenya Weist. Kenya Yeast? Uh, no, no, Weist. Weist. Oh, Weast. I feel like an idiot. Yeah, they performed together, and uh, I'm sure that was thrilling. I heard Ooh. a lot of good things about it, but I haven't seen it, so I don't yeah. know if I trust my sources. Have you guys heard the new song yet? Only one. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, it's a good. It's a good mix. It's interesting. It's always interesting when you have someone can. It, there's a cross genre thing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I really just kind of listen to it in passing. I would have to go back and listen to it more in depth. You know, really, really give it a listen. You know, with headphones on and. I haven't heard it yet. Okay. So. You just. You I think I've heard about like I've heard about it, but I haven't actually listened to mm-hmm. it. So. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you're bound to listen to a Kanye song every once and then, so... Did you just... You just did that? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Speaking of Beatles, though, George Harrison uh, got the Lifetime Achievement Award. And Buddy Guy, so there's two Mm -hmm. good musicians who won something. R.I.P. We got the Bee Gees and George Harrison. Has Ringo won yet? Poor Ringo. Ah, uh, the most the most underrated Beatle, arguably. Underrated? Because he is the least rated of the four. That makes him that makes him underrated. Okay, I thought you were speaking as underrated as in I don't know. I would I would take Ringo over, over George. Ooh. I don't know about that one, but okay. Ringo, yeah. I mean it was He's pretty underground. Yeah. Definitely. No, are you talking about George? George is pretty underground right now. No, don't say that. Yeah. Too soon. Oh, no. Oh, no. So many angry letters following this podcast. So many. At least three. One of which will be for me. Phil's about to give me four angry letters, if you know <laughs> what I mean. I don't. You're going to have to explain that to me later. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm just not going to. I choose not to. <sighs> Can't handle this. <laughs> What a great picture of Eminem that is in that article, though. He looks... That's what he looks like when he's pooping. That's, oh. that's Eminem's pooping face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just looks confused and a little startled, and he's definitely putting forth... He's putting forth some decent effort, but he's getting the job done. Believe you me. We should post that to Facebook. Here's Eminem's pooping face. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Don't think, don't think I won't do it. I guess one one final follow up Grammy thought. I saw Sam Smith in uh, in Java City today. I saw your picture that you. Yeah, I, I tweeted, tweeted that, that out. Yeah. Check it out at Radios Doctor C at Radios D R C. Everyone, go ahead and pimp your Twitter handles. That I'm, sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really I'm really surprised that he's in Bowling Green right after uh, winning all those Grammys. Yeah, you would you would think you'd go to Disney World or something yeah. like that. Nope. Java City right here in Bowling Green. 
Congrats, man. Yeah. You should shake his hand. Did you shake his hand and congratulate him? No. He was holding all of his Grammys still. He didn't, oh, have, yeah. he didn't have his left hand free. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. He walked off really quick. He just didn't look like he wanted to stay with me. So. Ooh. I'm going to go back through this and count how many how many uh, Grammy-related puns we made. It's going to be great. While I edit out all of my uh, my death jokes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit together you guys' sentences, uh, like Brian Williams to make you look stupid. Not because uh, people are editing together Brian Williams' words to make him look stupid. He's doing a plenty good job of that by himself these days. Actually, <laughs> Phil has no idea what we're I talking can't about. Think does of who he? Brian Williams is right now? He's the NBC <laughs> nightly news anchor. There we go. Yeah, I couldn't. It's late, man. It is. We we're filming. We're filming this, taping it, recording it. I don't know what we're doing. Oh, you didn't know I have video cameras up in my ceiling. No, oh, I knew that. I knew that because you're part of the Illuminati. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Did you not see my two bodyguards I have waiting for me outside the door? I saw Giuliano. He's pretty. He's pretty intimidating. He's my head bodyguard. He constantly walks around with his shirt off. Yeah, and tries to kill me by putting the temperature at like eighty degrees in this apartment. Yeah. It's a rough life when you're Phil Tivitt. It is. It is a rough, rough life. Well, Phil, any any final Grammy-related or just not related thoughts you'd like to share with the general populace? Better watch, better call Saul. Oh yeah, that's that's why we're recording this so late because Phil was Phil was calling Saul. I was. I needed a good lawyer because <laughs> I knew I'd say something inappropriate on the show. So. Exactly. Hey, it's a podcast. Technically, the FCC doesn't doesn't dwell here. I'll just bleep out that sentence, and people will just think you said a terrible, <laughs> terrible phrase. I'm just gonna put a, just a single beep there, because <laughs> I can do that through the power of production. Ooh, yes, production quality. That would be pretty sneaky. It would. Marathon. Any any Grammy related thoughts you'd like to say? Um. I'm gonna let you finish, but <laughs> did you see where Kanye almost did that to Beck? Yeah, it was kind of like a joke, but not a joke. You can never tell when Kanye's yeah, joking because he's just crazy. Because he like went up there, and I was like, "Oh, this is funny." He's kind of joking, and then he like stepped down, and then he like released something somewhere, and he was like, "Yeah, Beck didn't deserve it." Yeah, he was actually gonna say, "Yo, yo, I'm gonna let you finish," but Taylor Swift's 1989. <laughs> Should have won just because I owe her a solid after last time. That would be funny. That yeah. actually would have been pretty entertaining. Yeah. Was that album even nominated for that? I don't think uh, so. It doesn't matter in Kanye's mind. So yeah. it doesn't matter in ours. Yeah. Well, tell everyone where they can find you on the internet in um, case they think you're funny for some reason. I'm not funny, but it's at P Tivit T I V I T T. And Dave, if you want to wish to remain anonymous. Yeah. I might change my 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 Twitter handle. Yes. Later. Yeah. To something more professional. We'll we'll figure it out eventually. Because right now, as the Illuminati reference. Yeah. That's kind of messy. Yeah. Well, last time I see, I have two Twitter accounts. One for dedicated my, Illuminati use, yeah, and one yeah. I should do that. I should separate my personal life from my professional. Life. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I mix both, and it is just messy and terrible, and no, it, no. it hurts everyone I love. Just like Spider-Man. He does. Me and Spider-Man are a lot alike. Are you Peter Parker? No. Oh, okay. We're just a lot alike. We I both, was getting really excited. We both wear glasses. 
we both hurt the ones we love. We both use the web. We both use the web. Ooh. Um, and uh, that's it. That's really it when you think about it. Glasses. Yeah, glasses. Definitely. Yeah, that's really the main thing. J. Jonah Jameson. J. 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 Juicy J. Juicy J. Jameson. <laughs> Juicy J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> You know what's funny? He might be actually one of my favorite people in the Marvel music universe. GCJ? Yeah. Well, not two. They should put him in. I'm going to write to Stan Lee tomorrow. So. You know, but yeah, I guess that's that's about it for another installment of Dr. C's House Calls. I'd like to thank Pharmacist Phil and Marathon for joining me here in this in this wonderful living room. Thank you for opening your house to us, Phil. Hey, anytime. We can do it here every Monday, as long as I don't miss Better Call Saul. That's true. Yeah, if you I do, that. there'll be there'll be lots of tears. I'll cry and we'll have the show on mute, and I'll be like, you'll hear like, oh, sh-, the entire time. Basically, that's yeah. life. At least he's censoring himself. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot I'm cleaner. It's a lot cleaner that way. You wanna you wanna you wanna finish this off here, Phil? Freedom boys. Freedom boys.